0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Ho, ho, ho! Holiday labor shortage. Yes, sirree. Now, Dasher, <laughs> there's a labor shortage, and we'll have to do more with less. Okay, that's a scary thought. If you've ever been the, if you've ever been the people that aren't laid off, you know the people who get laid off are really down, but the people who, who who aren't uh, the people who aren't laid off can sometimes be in worse shape because they have to do two people's job or three people's job. On the other hand, most people don't do much. <laughs> My sister <laughs> took over a job at a publishing company and within a few months she was doing th- what three people had been doing and she was kind of bored with it. <laughs> so she went into sales. Anyway, uh so there's a labor shortage. Well, Daniel Zoe senior economist at Glassdoor said, I would say labor shortage is kind of a tricky term here because it implies there aren't enough workers available. What we know is that there are a significant number of workers on the sidelines who would be willing to come back if the conditions were right. And that's one of the challenges when you start paying people not to work. It's comfy. (laughs) I kind of like to be paid not to work. I usually work and don't get paid. (laughs) And that's what this is. So go down and join the WDMA and support this work because I can tell that you're watching it. If you weren't watching it, you wouldn't be hearing me. (laughs) You're sneaking a peek, I know. Anyway, as businesses experiment with ways to make those conditions right, from signing bonuses to higher wages to even streamlining the new hire process for seasonal workers to one hour from application to job offer, it's a good reminder that brands are only as strong as the extended workforce that makes up those brands. So Method co-founder Eric Ryan once observed, the HR director is the new marketing director. I hate to think about that one. The HR director is the new marketing director. I've known a lot of HR directors. (laughs) I wouldn't want to put them in charge of marketing. Although, I do have a friend who went from marketing into HR. Uh, he worked for um, Goodwill Industries. And he, uh, and he it, it's worked out really well because they were trying to get a lot of marketers. They're trying to hire marketing people. And sometimes the HR director isn't the best person to screen those resumes, you know, because you might need a direct mail guy or something, an old guy. Okay, internal branding is, off, is often treated as an afterthought, but the best brands are marketed from the inside out. I didn't know exactly what that meant, Tom. I would really like to know. Um, here are a bunch of, you know, I think what I think what Tom's saying here is is that is that there can be a genuineness if you really talk about your your product or your process or why you care about what you're doing. That gives it a genuine. Uh, I mean, if you really do care, it gives you a genuine feel. Um, you know, I always enjoyed the the spots, the the pages in Land's End where they talked about the sheep in New Zealand and stuff, uh, and you know how much they cared. And and I, I probably shared with you one time I was in the in the back in the back room rooms of Land's End, and I heard a meeting with some vendors, and you know they told the vendors they really wanted quality products. They're not going to tell them how to make their bath towels, but they really wanted them to be quality, quality, because they're going to stand by them. And it was a really good thing to hear from behind the scenes where nobody was watching. So uh, I guess that is, there is something to that. And I really like Land's End. Land's End today. I bought three more turtlenecks this past week. You won't see them yet, but I have them on hand. Uh, <laughs> I think I had them on for the first one for Jingle Mingle because it came on just in time. Okay. I just want baseline volume growth. This guy's sitting with Santa. And if Santa can bring that, great. That one wasn't very funny. This one, if I don't get exactly what I want, I'm going on Yelp. And social media. Which brings us to something crazy. You know, we've been following the uh, the Peloton saga and how uh, HBO, I think it was, or Netflix, wrecked Peloton's stock valuation. Although it came bouncing right back. Um... Buy on the rumors or whatever they say. But and then they posted an ad, a fun ad uh, with Ryan Reynolds uh, voiceover and um, said that the star that had died on a Peloton wasn't really dead and was still riding Pelotons. And then some women came forward detailing incidents. uh, And so now Peloton pulls the star. Now, maybe maybe him dying on the Peloton was was the series deciding that he should be <laughs> that he should be pulled but i got to give it to peloton for actually doing it you know there's so many there's and and you know innocent until proven guilty but you know they just don't want to be associated with it and you know they were damaged by uh by this scene and by this uh you know and the way the writers wrote it they put him they put him on a peloton bike explicitly and uh, and so Peloton pulled the ad. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, Joe Mandese has an article, Why Restricting Media Isn't Necessarily a Binary Thing. And he starts with a map that shows the countries where uh, social media access is restricted. And um, then goes on to say that it's restricted to some extent. We try to in the United States uh, with with. Limiting children's access to certain things and all that, but he also said that um, there's a there's a problem because big advertisers, in an attempt to avoid uh, an attempt to avoid controversial uh, a controversial context where their ad appears next to um, say a news item like. Um, th- like there was a there was an anecdote here that um Krovitz who's Krovitz uh Gordon Krovitz NewsGuard co-founder <clears throat> said when he was an editor at the Wall Street Journal journal or the publisher of Wall Street Journal if if an airline ad uh ran next to a story it's probably didn't happen very often because there aren't very many airline crashes but if it ran next to an airline crash they would give him a, a free you know, make makeover or whatever. And uh, so, you know, the concept sort of makes sense. But the trouble now is with digital, you can't tell where your ads are, you you can't tell where your ads are appearing. I mean, they're just being placed by robots. And uh, so it's very, very difficult to tell. And so what, uh, what more, more robots have been hired and they look for keywords that you don't want to appear next to. And the trouble is, is that uh, these blacklists sometimes work backwards, okay? <laughs> uh, so modern advertising and media technology manually created brand safety blacklists, which have evolved into automated lists, And the keywords substitute for human judgment, okay, which... You know, yeah, because it's faster and because they can actually follow what's going on. This has produced ironic and oftentimes counterproductive consequences. So when keywords such as race or gay or lesbian end up blocking ads that would otherwise go to supporting credible news content. So let's say you're a brand that wants to support inclusivity and uh, and doesn't want to support racism. Okay, that seems like a fair fair thing to shoot for. Or what everybody is shooting for. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, we used to shoot for marketing to the market. (laughs) You know, we used to try to create personas and market to the, to what we thought, who we thought was spending the money. But now we do the opposite. You know, you might try the old way. It might work better for you. I don't know. Sometimes I'm offended by who. Who is purportedly buying things that I don't think they're really buying? And sometimes it works really well. But that's up to you, you know, with your branding. But the point is, is that, uh, you know, race can be used negatively or it can be used positively. And a lot of times it's hard to tell. You know, Reggie White gave a, a I think, a, a, a glowing speech about some of the positives of race uh, for the Wisconsin legislature. One of the last things he did before he died and the media just unloaded on him and said it was a terrible thing that he had highlighted some of the some of the uh, distinctives of race. Uh, Now, I have a Jewish friend who said, you know, we really are encouraged to be entrepreneurs in our family. We talk about business, you know, as kids we're growing up and, uh, you know, stuff like that. There's some real positives to that. He said there's a lot of of truth in stereotypes, and actually there's almost always some truth in it. Anyway, many advertisers and agencies have already begun addressing this problem by creating inclusion lists to counterbalance their exclusion lists. How's that going to work? Not very well. So then he goes on to talk about free speech and how it's very difficult to, yes, the American Constitution protects free speech, But the you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater may seem trite and probably should be updated to you can't yell storm the Capitol to violent insurrectionists while Congress is recording blah, 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 blah. And of course, this illustrates it more than anything. Joe thinks someone was yelling storm the Capitol, but I've seen, uh, you know, minutes and minutes and minutes of videos of the Capitol police encouraging people to come in, waving them in, opening the doors, holding the doors for them. So maybe, Joe, you need more inclusive media sources because, you know, there's some 90,000 minutes of, of cam footage of the Capitol that shows nothing going on that's violent. Um, obviously, there were a few violent people, but they may not have been who you think they were. Uh, so human judgment needs to be factored into who, what, when, where, and why someone can be restricted from accessing certain forms of media. I would say, you know, you get this half right, Joe. It's tricky. And if we're going to err, we have to err on the side of inclusivity in media. Be careful who you ban because you may lose the truth in the story. Anyway, thanks for that, Joe. Have a great day. We're going to talk about ad management tomorrow. Oh, I wanted to loop back here, uh, circle back, they say. Uh, Mike Gunderson posted a really nice comment on Friday's video because I was talking about whether or not, mm, whether or not, uh, voice-activated call to action made any sense. How many people have call to action? I can't get this up on the screen, but I can read it to you. Anyway, and uh, so Mike wrote another good episode, John, as the inventor of VACTA, voice-activated call to action. I agree consumer adoption can be challenging, even though some of these brands are driving consumers to landing pages to apply for a loan. The tech can be used in so many other ways. It can also be used to tell a brand story, access testimonials with real customers, or even tell the consumer more info about the product or service to encourage conversion. I really like, I really, really like this comment Mike made, especially the point about testimonials you know one of the big problems we have in in (laughs) we've got reviews but they're they're fake you know and humans have the ability to sense fraud in voice actually better than visually much much better than text so uh, the idea that you could hear customers talking about their experience with voice is an excellent application, maybe the best application I've ever heard of voice. And uh, he said one more thing. He says, um, we will we will see where it goes, but for now, the USPS is offering a 3% postage discount when applied. So out the gate, this is a ROI positive uh, CTA, I'm not sure, call to action for most large scale marketers. Yeah, if you're mailing millions of pieces, that can add up, can really add up. So thank you for that, Mike Gunderson, and uh, thank you for watching. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye. There we go.